listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another new episode of ESL Talk. We hope you enjoyed listening to our episode all about teaching writing and writing coaching last week. Yes, it was a really insightful episode, so be sure to give it a listen if you haven't done so yet. And we have been getting a lot of requests about teaching IELTS, a very mm -hmm. popular exam. And lots of teachers have contacted us asking where they should begin with this topic. It can right. be pretty daunting. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first place to begin is to go back and check one of our earlier episodes in season mm -hmm. one that we did with Moses, which was a really useful insight into IELTS. But in this week's episode, we're going to talk more specifically about teaching IELTS online. So what to consider, how to teach it effectively. Um, it can be a really tricky subject to teach to students, especially online. So it's crucial that we approach it in the right way. Mm -hmm, very true. We've also done another episode on season two, I believe, with Kira on that. So, yeah, here's You're your crash covered. course, everybody. <laughs> But it's so true. Just teaching it online can be quite different. So today's interview will be with an online IELTS expert, Claudia. And she joins us to share her insights and knowledge from her own online IELTS teaching business. So before we hear from her, let's talk about our experience in this field of IELTS and exam prep. Sure. So Daniel, out of the two of us, you're, you're the expert here. Um, you've taught a lot of IELTS classes and worked with a lot of students and you still do. How has online teaching shaped your approach to IELTS specifically? Yeah, it, it can be quite a mundane and, and boring thing to study, to be <laughs> honest. So when you're teaching it online, you have to try to make it interactive and you have to try to make it applicable to the students. So, for example, I might say to you, Faye, okay, Faye, we're going to do this reading. Why are we going to do this reading? Because in the reading test, you only have a short amount of time to answer the questions. And it's really important that you learn the skills of skimming, scanning, or, or mm -hmm. reading the questions carefully or looking for keywords, et cetera. So when it comes to the online approach, it's making sure that it's applicable and that you are teaching the skills and that you can practice those skills in an online environment. Now, um, a lot of the instruction is going to online, which I'll talk about later. So that can also be quite nice if you can try to prepare students for what they need. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then in terms of just using tools and using materials. So um, for example, when I do practice or mock speaking tests, I'll be using um, the note-taking program that I use called Evernote. Thank you, Richard, for that recommendation. It's been a, a game changer for me. Um, and that really helps because I can just share that live with the student. They can see their feedback. They can see the questions they have to answer. So that's really nice. Um, and then I guess with the writing as well, beautiful thing uh, that we can do with, you know, with answers is we can we can kind of share the screen. We can zoom in on certain parts. Yeah. We can compare it against the band descriptors, which we talked about are crucial. Um, so students can really see clearly where they need to go and what they need to do yeah yeah so yeah so Faye um how about for you how do you go about teaching exam prep maybe not just IELTS but exam prep in general mm -hmm. online how does it differ from classroom instruction you might have done in the past I think what you mentioned is the biggest difference for me and the biggest game changer is just having all these tools easily accessible. Mm. And when you're talking about something with your student, like you said, the criteria, oh, oh let's take a look at it again. Let's get a refresh. You just right. boop, pop it up, share your screen um, and using like the PDF and annotation and, you know, all that can really really help make it more visual like when you're mm -hmm. in a classroom you have to make sure everybody has their own copy of the test in front of them if you if you don't have a classroom equipped with like projectors and all that but and then you're like oh is everybody online whatever can you find the can you find this part of the text you know so mm -hmm. in that sense it's a lot easier to do so online um yeah. because you're so focused like you said on the skills you don't waste so much time um just like locating information you can just mm -hmm. show students and you can highlight things together and take notes and i find it really really helpful to teach those exam skills like um highlighting underlining you know note taking for listening because we right. can do it live together and the yes. students see you do it with them the first few times or you can see how they're doing it as well so they can share their screen and you can kind of monitor how they're doing it so I find that that's the biggest difference is mm -hmm. just the technology we have and how much more practical and objective it can be in that sense. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great advice. And I think it's really important, again, having that interactive element so that students are constantly focused on a certain thing and they're engaged because I think, well, in my experience in a classroom, there's always a tendency for one or two students for their minds to drift and yeah. to lose focus. And then True. they don't know where they are. So when it comes to the exam, they're like, I don't remember doing this or I do remember this, but I don't know exactly what to do. So I think that's yeah. really important as well. True. Now, in terms of materials, um, what can teachers use to help them teach IELTS online more effectively? Do you have any recommendations? I do. Um, when it comes to IELTS specifically, there's so much stuff out there. But it's too it's, much. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. I think if you if you want to teach IELTS or you are teaching IELTS currently, it's really important to filter through. Um, yeah. You're going to have to do quite a lot of filtering because mm -hmm. a lot of stuff on there, you know, maybe, you know, Joe Bloggs has said, I'm going to start an IELTS website and I'm going to post up these questions that are riddled with grammatical errors or contain vocabulary <laughs> that we would never use or that have um, mistakes in them or don't actually follow the structure. Um, so I would say when it comes to looking at materials, start off with British Council, IDP. Exactly. They have really nice materials. They don't have um, a large quantity, but the quality is there. So you can at least uh -huh. see what's required. Um, some other recommendations that I think are really useful. One that I would say is, I think it's just called IELTS Online. Um, they have hundreds of really nice, um, usually real or fairly similar 
uh, questions for writing, for speaking, um, for reading. Um, and then for reading and listening, one that I really love, it's not updated that regularly, but it's a really good one. It's called Mini IELTS, Mini, like M-I-N-I. Um, and they have free um, reading and listening tests. You can have the answer keys. You can take it as if it was a real exam, which I really like. So that's Mini IELTS. And then, like I said, IELTS Online is another one. Um, like I said, a quick Google search should bring up a lot of good results. Just take some time to actually check you know the the quality of the of the materials that you're using um but then that can be easily kind of um what could i say could be easily paraphrased or easily developed for you to use in your classes mm -hmm. um so for example if i'm teaching a speaking class i'll have a look and i'll see what are some recent uh, questions that came up so maybe i can modify or adapt those and use those in my class and what i'll try to simulate is a real speaking test so mm -hmm. student Faye. Here's how the speaking test goes. It's this long, it's this many questions. These are the types of questions you might practice. Let's have a look at task one or part one together. We have three topics and then we can go through it and they can see it systematically so that when they take the test, hopefully they're prepared, they know what's coming and that they have the skills, really important, the skills mm -hmm. to be able to develop. Um, I think a lot of these websites don't necessarily give good advice and they'll say very general things that don't really make sense from, from my experience as an examiner, because mm. they'll say things like, make sure you answer all the questions fully. Well, for speaking, if you haven't done something or you don't have experience of something, then how can you answer it fully? Yeah. So, for example, talk about, a, talk about a, I think one question I saw was, talk about a successful couple that you know which is really strange. If I'm a 15 year old child, I probably don't know anything about that. Right. So yeah. if, if that, if that student said, well, I don't know of a couple myself, however, I could talk about my parents, or th then that's fine. You mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to answer the question exactly, exactly yeah, as it is yeah, because yeah, yeah. in the band descriptors, nothing says that now, obviously yeah. It needs to be fairly similar, but it doesn't have to be an exact answer. So like you can't go totally off topic, but right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's times where I've asked students something and they've said, well, I actually like, for example, topics like art or history. They say, actually, I don't know anything about history, but I really love learning about art. So here's something. Mm -hmm. OK, well, that's fine because you're yeah. still trying to answer the question. So yeah. it's about the skills, not necessarily the, the content all the time for speaking. Yeah. Writing again. Um, a lot of advice I see on writing is you need to write this many words. Well, it says write to at least 250. So mm -hmm. 251 is at least 250, right. 260 yeah. is fine. The biggest thing we see is people write too much and they think, oh, I've got to show off all these words and all this vocabulary. Well, mm -hmm. if you only need a 6.5 or a seven, why overcomplicate it? Why go much longer? Because the more you write, the more mistakes you're likely to make, the more yeah. um, issues with cohesion and, co and clarity there'll be, grammar. So if I write a nice, clear, well-organized, well-structured, 260-word, four-paragraph essay. That's going to be okay. a much better score. Be much but what fun. I usually tell my students about that, too, about the number yeah. of words, is that the tasks are designed to be well accomplished within that exactly. word range. Exactly. So it is, uh, if you are able to do it and stay around that number, yes. um, you're going to get a much higher score than if you write 200 extra words. Right. Because then you're going to, something's going to be going wrong. The way, the way that going I going off topic yeah. or you're going to be, you know, exaggerating your, whatever it's going to affect, it's going to affect your scores because yeah. the task achievement, you're not achieving the task because yeah. you're writing too much. 
Yeah. And the way I try to and your discourse it, management's probably not going to be as good because you're going to be like going around the topic and exactly. you know saying it's going to be repetitive and yeah. vocabulary yeah. is not going to be precise. Exactly. Thank you, Faye. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so you've given me some advice. Any um, is it what advice would you give um for students who who want to prepare for an exam online? What kind of what kind of skills do they need nowadays? So for students, I usually, um, obviously, I always recommend they have a, an instructor, a teacher, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes you get students saying, oh, I can just prepare on my own. There's so much out there. Um, but they really need to have somebody who can look at their issues specifically. We talked about this with the writing episode mm-hmm. last week. We did, we did. But somebody who can uh, identify what their issues are and help them focus on those. Mm-hmm. It's a lot uh, more, I'd say, time efficient and even even financially efficient to do that. Because yeah. um, then you, you probably won't have to retake the test. And I always tell students to, like you said, for the teachers to go to the official website, I tell them the same for as students. Go for the official materials and search for samples. I always mm-hmm. tell them to, first mm-hmm. of all, look at writing and speaking samples. They can find yes. videos online. Um, I know that for Cambridge, there are like tons of like official Cambridge videos showing students yep. doing tests. Um, at least they can see the conditions that the tests are done and the tests are done in and, you know, um, eliminate that source of anxiety as well. Right. And it's the same with the writing. Just do a lot of uh, reading of samples and look at the comments by examiners and all that. Mm-hmm. Those two things really, really help for speaking and writing. Yes. And now obviously you can find tasks to do online, but like you said, just as teachers need to be careful with where they're finding their, their materials, students as well. Yes. So usually just guide them to the, the appropriate websites. Yeah. Make them Great aware. Advice. Not everything out there is, is the best. No, it isn't. it isn't. Yeah. Now we've talked about this in previous episodes, but um, in terms of IELTS, especially when you're preparing them online, how do you set their expectations how do you make sure they're at the right level yes good good especially question. with these students that come to you that maybe just saw you online and you don't really yes. have a relationship with yet you know this is this is something very relatable so like as i mm. mentioned um you know I, I do some live classes i i work on some different platforms like hello talk i do some live classes where i talk about some skills um and i think it's really important that if you're going to teach ielts that you First, establish where you're at with that student before you do anything, because you want to tailor your approach to that level. And then you try to kind of talk them through what they need to do to get to that level. So, yeah. for example, um, you know, if a student takes my program before we even start the first class, I'll say, please give me a writing sample and a speaking sample so I can hear your speaking ability and I can see your writing ability. That helps me because then I can say, OK, Maybe right now, Faye, you're at a, obviously not, but you're at a 6.5 and you need to get to a 7.5. Now, what does a 6.5 look like? Here are the band descriptors. And I'll always say, print the band descriptors, memorize them, know them off by heart, because then you can feel confident in, okay, I've done that. I I did do that. I know how to do that. I know what that looks like. So that's really important, setting setting the example and showing the progression from 6.5 6 to 7 or 7 to 8 or whatever it is mm-hmm. i think modeling the um the skills is really important now you know i know you hear it all the time i hear it all the time i wish i could speak english like you yeah so why do you want to speak english like me that's so boring <laughs> um it's not about that it's about 
how do I communicate effectively for IELTS? Yeah. It's not yeah. about the words I, I use um, to describe or to, you know, develop. Yes, that's important to some extent, but it's not all about that. It's about, can I organize, can I, can I, sorry, can I communicate effectively and can mm-hmm. I communicate successfully? That's what it's about. Yeah. So there's people say I was unlucky. Um, I needed, I needed, you know, I, I want to just see what happens on the day. I'll be fine. Don't leave things to luck. Don't leave things to chance. If you prepare properly and have the right systems and the right strategies in place, then you can navigate any question and any um, part of the test. Um, so another example, students usually come to me, they say, Daniel, I want to improve IELTS. And I say, great. I say, I have an amazing program that I've, that I've used with lots of students. We've been very successful in helping them. And this is what it is. And this is what it costs. And they say, well, you know, I think I think I'll just try and do it by myself. And that's great. And some students do it by themselves and they're successful. But some students take the test three times, four times. They spend thousands yeah. of dollars and then they come back and say, Daniel, I still can't get this seven yes. because of A, B, C, D. And I say, I don't think it's A. It's probably not B. It's definitely not C. And it isn't D. So what can we do? So, again, yeah. like you said, Faye, get a professional teacher, establish your level recognize what you need to do and how you need to get there mm-hmm. and then you can work on those skills throughout and then you know what to expect you know what's going to happen you have the skills you have the strategies and then you're able to navigate the exam successfully that's what it's and about. i think for teachers too a lot of the times i, I see this a lot with especially teachers that are just starting out and they're maybe desperately trying to get students is they're over promising on what they can deliver yes. or you know when they they get a student they say a student that's maybe testing at a five or a 5.5 and they say yeah i can get you at a, at a seven in a month and they're like you know it's a little irresponsible to make those guarantees very and yeah i think i think what's important um for, for for those people who are listening as well is that you know i would i would be very very careful about what you can promise mm-hmm. generally what i would do is again every student's different so it, you know you can't treat two students the same um i would generally say this is what we need to do. And then as we're going through, you know, our lessons, maybe if it's three months, two months, even a month, if it's more intensive, take reviews and ask the student, you know, the band descriptors, where do you think you sit on here? Why? And then that way they can actually regulate and and assess themselves, Mm -hmm. which actually makes it your job easier. And then when they get the exam, they can say, well, I think I did really well here. And and generally if you've done, if you've done the work and they've done the work, they should be able to kind of give a good indication of where they're at. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's important. And and on and on the flip side, be honest. You know, you, you, I know we were worried, like, I don't want to lose my student. I don't want to lose that, yeah, yeah. You know, that source of, of income or that source of um, teaching, which is fair enough. But if you're not honest, sorry, if you're if you're not 100% honest with them and they don't get the result, then that could be even worse, right? So Exactly. Think, yeah, that's exactly yeah. my point. Yeah. It's like if you might, the promising that might help, might help you get the student to sign up initially, mm-hmm. but it's going to cause you a lot of headache afterwards right, because right. you're going to get a very disappointed student who probably won't want to continue classes with you and mm-hmm. might even give you like a bad review because you're working online. Right. Everyone has access to that, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, now, finally, there I know that there are some, the, 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 these exams are always changing, yes. you know. Um, lately, like most recently, what are some new developments or areas of IELTS that you think teachers should watch out for when teaching it um, online? Yeah, so 
a lot a lot more often now students are taking the computer-based IELTS um, mm-hmm. so for the uh, reading writing and listening they're all done online the speaking still done face to face now obviously when you're typing a writing response it's a little bit different to doing it on the paper so you need to know what the differences are and the nuances are with the test because they are a little bit different um, and just in terms of the kind of the layout and the way that the, the actual test works. Um, things like taking notes, um, you can do it in some areas, not in others. Um, the listening, again, it's still only one, uh, but there's way of navigating through the questions, making yeah. sure that you can skip and come back. So that takes a little bit of getting used to. So if your student is going to take, uh, take online IELTS, I would always suggest kind of just taking them through or giving them some materials that will help them um, to understand how to do it. Um, another thing is there is now very recently something called the IELTS indicator that's come out, which mm. is um, you do the test, but you have a proctor. So you'll have someone from that center virtually, I almost said physically, not physically, virtually there. So you you sign into their, um, their platform, you do the test, it's administered fully online. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, no, nothing in the background, you have to um, like, move everything out of the like way exam condition office exactly so that's now being offered um hmm. and again there's a few nuances with that as well so it's worth reading up on but that's something very very new um and there's a couple of students i'm working with who have actually taken that so they hmm. are the best source of information so yeah. um it's interesting that they're doing them. that because i used to work at a at a school where we did the exam prep for cambridge and yep. we did like we proctored proctored i guess yeah yes. the the exams for Cambridge, like they'd yes. send us mock tests to try yes. out with our students. But the great thing was that it was all exam conditions. Yes. So yes. that was so helpful for them. And it's good to know that they're doing the same for even the online test. Yes, it, yeah, it, it is new and it is changing, but that that hopefully means there's more opportunity for us to teach and to teach mm-hmm. well and to help students to be successful in IELTS. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I hope that was helpful for everyone. Uh, but now we're going to hear more from Claudia who is going to help us dig much deeper into the topic of teaching IELTS online. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
right, Claudia, welcome. We're so happy to have you join us today on ESL Talk. Thank you so much for having me. And it's great, really great to have um, an IELTS expert with us today and help our listeners learn how to be more effective and productive um, as IELTS teachers online. Yes, this is something I talk about a lot and we've talked about in other episodes, but um, Claudia, can you tell our listeners about your journey into teaching and then why did you decide to start teaching IELTS online? Yes, sure. So um, I was a volunteer teacher and I realized really quickly that I love teaching. So I got my uh, teaching certificate and um, because most people here speak here in South Africa, they speak English. Um, I wanted to teach English as a second language, but um, they just there wasn't a market for it, basically. Mm -hmm. It's not like Canada and Australia where people are sort of, you know, flocking to the country to study and work. It's a little bit different. People right. are coming. It's, it's different. Um, so I started teaching online immediately and um, absolutely loved it. I've been teaching online. I started in 2018 um, and then I kind of fell into IELTS. And I feel like <laughs> many IELTS tutors will tell you this. Right. You can't go to school for it. It just kind of happens. Students approach you. And I've I had known these students for a while and they said to me, I really need to pass. Well, you can't pass or fail IELTS, but I really need to achieve a 7.5 or whatever it is. Please, can you help me? And um, there's so much depending on this test. So it was enough motivation for me to learn about the test. And uh, that's just how I got into it, basically. Oh, great. And now, as many of us do that, we fell into it. But what did you need to do to prepare yourself to teach it? And mm. what can be uh, something that can be so tricky for teachers to prepare for, right? What did you do? Yes, yes. I took many courses created by IELTS examiners and IELTS experts. That's what I did. Um, I tried to understand the test format, the band descriptors, what are the examiners looking for? Um, and that's what I did. I, I learned from other experts in the field. Um, there are so many great resources online. You just have to make sure it's credible. Those resources are credible. Um, there are great textbooks as well. But basically I just learned from other teachers and then I compared their strategies because in IELTS, you have some standard strategies that everyone uses, but um, you also, there's parts where you would use different strategies and different teachers will teach different strategies. So what I did was compare those strategies and apply them in my classes. And um, I just try to find what worked for me and my students as well. Yeah, nice. yeah, because I mean, like you said, we're all kind of different and have our own ways of doing things, but when you kind of pull from different sources, yeah, it can be mm -hmm. a really, really good package. Um, now, how do you deliver your classes online? Uh, what tools or methods can help your learners do that? Mm. So um, if we're talking about practical tools, I use Zoom and Google Documents and PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. um, in, in terms of teaching methods, I, Basically, I need to find out a few things from the students in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So 
what is their current um, English level. That's really important because a B1 is about a 5.5 to 6.5 IELTS band score. So I need to know what their English level is. I need to know when they've booked their test for. So do we have a deadline? And uh, what score do they need to achieve? So that helps you because the preparation process will be different for each student. Um, and then I also need to know, are they taking the general or the academic test? Because there are some differences. Um, and then I break down the, the tasks for them and we go through each task um, and I simplify the process for them. Mm -hmm. um, and I get a lot of practical homework as well and give them feedback. And essentially it's giving them a step-by-step -step guide through the test. Mm -hmm. It's a very comprehensive approach. And I think that's important <laughs> because a lot of students I've worked with, Claudia, they come to me, they're like, I need to improve my speaking. I'm like, yep. okay, we can focus on that, but you need to focus on everything. Just like with mm -hmm. general English, right? You have to approach everything together. Now, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the challenges you faced teaching students IELTS online? And how did you overcome these challenges? Because like you mentioned, they say, I need to pass. And I say, pass, what do you mean pass? Mm -hmm. Or they say, mm -hmm. well, my teacher in my country told me this, or I have been told you need to do this, or, you know, some of these kind of relearnings and these misconceptions, like how do you deal with that? And what are some of the challenges you faced? Mm. Um, well, one of the biggest things is teaching a student that, okay, we need to find a balance between improving your overall English, as well as preparing for a very specific test, mm. a very specific criteria. That's challenge right there is finding that balance. Um, and then also being honest with students, because some students will come to me and they're a B1, but they need a 7.5. Mm -hmm. So you as a teacher have to take them from B1 to C1 in one month. Um, and that's, I mean, that's more than challenging. It's yeah. almost impossible. So you have to be really honest with them. And sometimes students will understand and say okay i need more time but other students will say i've booked my test and yeah. just this is what i'm just going to do it so in that situation i just do my best and i try and teach them as much strategy as i can mm -hmm. but yeah that's been one of the biggest challenges and then the second challenge is the pressure students feel because mm -hmm. i've had students who they're living in New Zealand, for example, and um, if they don't get the band score that they need, they would, they could leave, they need to leave the country. I mean, this wow. is so much depending on this test. Mm -hmm. Cry during lessons because of, not because of the test, but because of the pressure. Yeah. And also there's a misconception that IELTS is only accepted in English speaking countries. But um, in Italy, if you want to get into one of the top universities and it's an English speaking university, you need IELTS as well. Yep. Um, so these are some of the challenges that you face as an IELTS tutor. And it's, you really have to be empathetic and understand that 
they're under immense pressure. Yeah, the stakes are so high when you deal with any exam prep. But nowadays, IELTS so much because, as you said, it's so commonly used for university and immigration um, purposes. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, students are incredibly stressed. And and adjusting expectations is something that we've talked about a lot before, right, Daniel? Yes, we have. Having those honest, difficult conversations of, well, I don't think it's going to be possible. We'll try our best. But and then you have Mm -hmm. to manage those expectations, because if someone's been telling you all along, oh, you can get an eight, no problem. And you get a 6.5 it's really difficult and it's about I think focusing it on the student instead of well I was unlucky or the examiner didn't like Mm -hmm, me or I heard that they are stupid test (laughs) yeah the test's Mm -hmm. fault or whatever I was feeling sick that day or I heard that they don't like people from this country all these things that you hear and you have to obviously take them on board and process them but then you need to focus on you, your journey, your uh-huh. skills, the steps you need to take. So it's it's tricky, but yeah, it's, it is difficult for sure. Um, so Claudia, a lot of our listeners, they perhaps teach IELTS online or they've been wanting to do this, teaching IELTS online. What are some steps they could take when teaching these skills? You know, any advice for them how to do it on, in an online setting? Mm. Well, the most important thing is to break down every task. Mm-hmm. Um, through the entire exam with students and break down each task. Um, It's really difficult. For example, I can give you a a practical example. Um, If we look at speaking, there are three parts to speaking and it's very difficult to predict what Mm -hmm. asked and students try. And what happens is um, it's very tempting to try and predict. So will try and memorize answers and the examiner knows immediately yeah. and it almost puts off the examiner and um yeah. doesn't matter what you do that your band score will be very low so there are little strategies that you can teach a student so when we think about speaking in part two um there are five categories that most questions will fall under not all but most. so describe a person an object, an event, a place, or your favorite something. So if you think of describe a person, um, if the question is describe your best friend, describe someone you respect, describe someone um, you look up to, the goal is to give them language to describe a person. And so um, in that situation, it's all about vocabulary and how to express yourself and how to describe um, someone's personality and why you respect the person or why you like them. So that's a strategy you can teach them. Um, And then with writing, it's about giving them format as well. Mm -hmm. Even looking at model answers, I like to do this. I look look at IELTS 9, for example, and analyzing that model answer with my students and saying, okay, let's, let's look at this and compare it to the band descriptors what sentence structures do we see here? What kind of sentence? Simple, compound, complex, because with complex, you boost your score. Um, What tenses are they using? Um, And then giving them a checklist as well. So many complex sentences did you use? Uh, Did you follow the format? Did you answer every bullet point? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, practically just working through each task with them is my advice. 
Yeah, that makes sense because you're then you're making the test a little less scary and more like making it more visual for them too. Because I found mm-hmm. with teaching um, even the Cambridge prep, when you give them the criteria, like, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to them. It's like, well, but what does that mean, right? Um, yeah. So showing them what that means in practice, I think it's a great mm-hmm. approach. Yeah. And Claudia, would you say that it's important that students just try to keep it simple? Because, you know, I've worked with a lot of students who maybe just need a six or a 6.5, and they try to think, I've got to write like books for my essay, mm-hmm. and my writing, or I need to use all these fancy words that I don't really know what they mean. So mm-hmm. I, I would always say to teachers, initially, until you ascertain that level, try to keep it really simple. And like in the speaking part one, two or three sentences, one detail, it's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, part two don't worry about saying too much it's the examiner's job to stop yeah. you but they're like oh my god yeah. they stopped me I failed yeah okay. don't <laughs> no. worry yeah yeah so I think yeah. that's that's something um, that teachers should, should be aware of as well just to keep it mm-hmm. really simple yeah true mm-hmm. now um, with IELTS moving more online and onto computer-based assessment how has this adapted your teaching approach um, and mm-hmm. what do learners need to think about uh, taking the test through these mediums, no longer paper-based? Mm. Um, well, firstly, they need to get comfortable typing because time management is a huge challenge for students in the IELTS exam. Yep. Uh, I have some students who majored in academic writing, but they still struggle with timing. So their essays are beautiful, but they take two hours or an hour to write an essay in minutes. So when you're thinking about a computer-based test, you really have to get comfortable typing. Yeah. Um, and also taking a mock test online through the IDP website so that you can get comfortable with the system. Mm-hmm. You don't want time trying to figure out how do I drag this answer here and you know, do I scroll down? What do I do? You don't need precious time like that. Mm-hmm. So just um, letting students know that these are some of the pitfalls and these are some of the things they need to be aware of and just knowing how to operate the system is really important. Yeah, that's so true. Whereas before we used to um, show students the, like the actual paper test and this is the cover, this is what you'll see, right? Yes. We kind of do the same, but now with the computer and this is what you click and this is what you do. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, talking about teachers who want to start um, teaching IELTS online, do you think they should be certified? Should they take the test themselves, maybe? What are some mm-hmm. formal training you would uh, advise they do? I mean, if, if you can get certified, I would recommend it because it would make your life a lot easier in terms of your preparation process. Mm-hmm. I, I know of quite a few IELTS teachers that just learned by doing it because even when you get certified you learn by doing it because you will develop your own strategies as well Um, and they have thriving you know IELTS businesses but they took years to develop those skills so if you can get certified you can sort of save yourself a lot of time Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to do that by yourself so I would recommend that Um, yeah I would recommend and just listening to other teachers taking for me taking courses from IELTS examiners and other teachers helped me mm. tremendously. Okay. I was gonna say um 
I actually, I actually had to take the test myself for immigration okay. purposes. So it was okay. kind of a strange, a strange feeling for me, but it was actually really useful for me because it allowed me when I then met with my students, oh yeah, I, I do know what you're talking about. I have been there. I have been through that experience. And it was actually quite eye-opening because it gave me a perspective and students can be like, oh, you took the test, really? And then I explained yes. why and they're like, okay, cool. So I would actually say to to some people, if you're thinking about it, you know, take the test. It's not a bad mm -hmm. idea to know how everything works so you can give better advice. Not always practical, but again, it could be something that's useful for that accuracy. Um, and then just for that empathy as well, for connecting with your learners. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, Claudia, so... You have a very social, sorry, very active social media presence. Um, you make great videos, great reels. You have some great Thank posts you. I really enjoy. Um, so thinking a little bit more about your business, because this is something you do, you know, for your business. Um, how does this help you? How does this active social media presence help you when it comes to helping, connecting, and, and actually finding students? Mm. So I feel like it sort of acts as a portfolio for mm. me. I use Facebook groups a lot as well. So what I like to do is market myself in a Facebook group and then sort of direct people to my Instagram and then they can see your teaching style and they can see if they connect with you. Um, and what's great about Facebook groups is that you can really target your ideal students. So yes. you can choose the level uh, that you want to work with. Um, you can even choose the, the nationality of your students if you want to you know your student is there so um i find that facebook groups helps me and then like i said i just direct them to my instagram yeah that's great um have you ever done uh live classes or anything like live sessions before no it's, nope. it's something it's something we're actually going to talk about in a future episode because this is something that we found has been working really well for a lot of teachers um so there's actually a platform that i use at the moment called hello talk and i do a, a live class just for one hour and like you said it helps because you can guide your students you can direct them where to go it increases your visibility and your presence right and they see wow claudia is amazing at ielts look at all her, all her reels and videos they're amazing mm -hmm. so again i think that's really important so um how can our listeners find out more and how can they learn about you and your business where should they go what should they look for so you can go right to my instagram it's english with claudia underscore and then my facebook page is just english with claudia perfect we will definitely add those to the um, episode description so guys please Thank feel free you. to have a look and feel free to reach out i'm sure you're happy to answer any questions right claudia yes of course okay, perfect that's great thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me i appreciate it thank wow. you <laughs> claudia so lovely to hear from such a passionate and engaging educator i think we've all learned a lot more about ielts after listening today Mm -hmm. And as always, please get in touch with us on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast. Send an email to esltalkpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website to access all of our previous episodes from every season for free. Or you can join us on Patreon for even more benefits of webinars. We have a new one coming very soon, merchandise and much more. Just go to esl-talk.com for all those links or our Instagram to find out more. And of course, you can always join us individually on Instagram. First of all. You, yeah, you can find me at Learning with Faye. Faye is F-E-Y. Or at I'm Daniel Teacher. So that's it for this week. We'll see you again next week for another brand new episode. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.